Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of The Real with Steel, and I am honored to have Miss Brianna Dix from D210 Sports to join me on the very first episode. How goes it, Bray? It is going awesome. How are you doing? I am good. I'm excited to get this very first episode going. And what I want to explain to some of the fans here, The Real with Steel is going to be a little bit different from the morning show that you see. Here, we're going to break down the Cowboys and around the NFL with... I'm not saying that it's not real on the show, but we're going to dig deep, pull the curtains behind, you know, pull the curtains and see what's behind everything in regards to the Cowboys and the NFL. And I didn't know what better way to start it than with one of the uh, good beat reporters we have here in Dallas than with Brianna. Thank you. It is. It's an honor to to chat with you and always, always down to talk some some Cowboys in the yes, AM. She is. <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. She's not new. She's not a guest. So she's coming in here. She can go to the refrigerator, grab a drink. You know, you're not a guest. You've been on the show before. This is just the first episode of this podcast, Brie. <laughs> oh, All yeah. right, let's get yeah. into it, Brie. So the very first thing that I think is on everybody's mind this week, the big news is Zach Martin is out. Well, apparently out uh, week one uh, coming up on Thursday. And that's what I wanted to ask you about. So what is the skinny on Zach Martin's uh, COVID situation and then the quote-unquote testing period that he may have to play Thursday that Jerry Jones dropped on first take that got everybody kind of like, hmm. Right. So he, he tested positive and was moved into protocols on Sunday. Now he has to produce two negative tests and no symptoms as well. So, in fact, Mike McCarthy was pretty much straight up asked, like, is there any chance that he will play on Thursday, yesterday? And Mike McCarthy basically said he's about as out as you can mm. be. So I do not expect him to play. Look for Connor McGovern to start at right guard. So it's just Jerry being Jerry in a way. You know, <laughs> He's like the ultimate optimist. So if there's a slither of hope. Um, he's going to probably tell everybody in Cowboys Nation that there is hope. But I think most right. of us kind of figured Zach's going to be out. And if he wasn't, I mean, you're talking about battling COVID symptoms. Right. And, I mean, he's obviously your best run blocker, as Ezekiel Elliott said, best player on the offense, in his opinion, and I think in most people's minds. So, obviously, a huge, huge setback and a huge loss against Tampa's defense. But – I mean, you know, these these are the times we live in, unfortunately, yeah. and this is certainly, I think, a wake-up call to not only the Cowboys, but just teams around the league. And, I mean, this COVID isn't gone. You know, the pandemic is still in full swing. You can still get it if you are vaccinated. Thankfully, I think a lot of the players have experienced mild symptoms from what we've heard from, you know, CD and um, – DeMonte Casey talked yesterday. So, I mean, from what they've said, it's it's been light, which is a good thing. And hopefully that will mean that Martin can return sooner rather than later. But, I, yeah, I don't – I just don't see him being able to be back that quickly. But you name, you name C.D. Lamb, uh, DeMonte Casey, Noah Brown. Like, the Cowboys are kind of having a little bit of an outbreak and, and within the uh, locker room there. How are the Cowboys – handling this outbreak in regards to virtual meetings and things like that right so they've they've moved into kind of more of a virtual setting just to kind of help contain it but the thing that i that i worry with which is why they they've kind of done more of the the contact tracing the social distancing going virtually is your positional groups is kind of where you're mm. seeing a lot of the issues you know i mean you had cd then noah brown and now in 
your offensive line, you add Connor. Connor Williams, you have Zach Martin, you have Brandon Knight, who's in, you know, high risk, close contact, and he's not available right now. So, I mean, you know, I would, and you've had Lyle Collins dealing with the next stinger, you know, he's missed several practices, been limited. Thankfully, he's done more the past several days, did like full padded practice work yesterday. But, you know, I would be worried in these positional groups and specifically guys that they've been around kind of blowing up. Um, so yeah. hopefully, you know, in the next several days, we don't see more of an outbreak across this offensive line. But that's something that I, I'm monitoring myself, just looking at that and seeing kind of the way that this has gone. To put a bow on the outbreak, and then we'll circle back to that Lyle Collins because I do want to get a full update on that. Um, there's there's something that's been going around that I thought's a pretty good idea, and it's have you heard about this potentially putting one of the four quarterbacks, maybe a Ben DiNucci or a Will Greer, separate from the quarterback room in case there's a big outbreak in there. That way, the Cowboys don't deal with what Denver had to deal with last year, where their entire quarterback room got wiped out, and now they're in an important game with a wide receiver at quarterback has there been any whispers of that potentially happening where they could maybe say hey Ben DiNucci we're going to essentially have you virtually meet with us during the quarterback meetings and then on a practice field you can practice but uh we need you just in case of emergency for game days is that something that you've been hearing it is I think personally that is a great idea and something they should do because I think the more proactive that you are the better you're going to be down the stretch if you think ahead with scenarios like that. But McCarthy was kind of asked something similar, like, are you going to have some of them separate? Pretty much dodged the question mm -hmm. and basically just talked about having them all together, what that continuity brings into the room and yada, yada, yada. Okay. So he didn't exactly <laughs> say anything. Okay. Um, They're going to be continuity. Y'all have COVID if you don't have, have a backup plan. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But I think that would certainly be the smart thing to do yeah. to have some of those guys separate. Cause I mean, we saw, you know, yeah. Like, like you said, what happened with Denver last year, but just, I mean, this, we, I mean, you've already lost several key players. I mean, you had CD out, now you've got Zach Martin out. I mean, cornerstone guys, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It could be anybody next week. So I think scary. that's something that they definitely need to monitor. And I think them doing the virtual meetings, I think will certainly help. But also, even more so than that, it also come, has to go down to players being individually smart and taking yes. precautions and not, you know, putting themselves in vulnerable situations. And, and that's, I think one of the saddest things about the Zach Martin situation. And when, you He's know, of course, my McCarthy city tested positive, everybody was like, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> not just, Oof. not just for obviously what he brings to the field and is, I mean, the anchor of that line, but just from the sense that, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, does everything right and right. by the book. I mean, you know, is the guy that just stinking loves the game, gives 110% every play after the play. So, I mean, you know, I mean, a guy like that that you know is taking, you know, all the right steps. But still, I mean, you can still get it. So yeah. I think it's that's really important for for this team to really look at. And hopefully maybe, I mean, even though it's it sucks that this is kind of what it's taking to get them to see that. But maybe this will kind of be a wake up call. And I mean, I know I was listening to um, Bruce Arians yesterday and he was saying in one of his press conferences that basically he has his own COVID his own rules, you know, his own protocols for yeah. his team, what they're going to stink and do. 
So, you know, I mean, I think that's something that the Cowboys might have to start doing, you know, them just coming up with their own plan of motion to get to get the season rolling and trying to limit as much close contact in vulnerable situations for this team to to make it through a full season. And you've got 17 games now. So, I mean, it's like you've got to it's got to be all hands on deck and every single person doing what they can t- to limit the possibility of someone getting it, you know. Yeah. Miss Brianna Dix here on The Real with still joining us from D210 Sports. Let's circle back to the Lyle Collins. Uh, we talked before we came on air here about you guys being out there a little bit longer than what's reported, so you got a chance to see some more uh, of the players. Full out sweat. <laughs> right. How, how has Lyle looked to you? You know, because we're concerned. You know, now Zach's out. Lyle with the Stingers uh, it, it, twice, right? Two times in, in two weeks, what have you. How is he moving out there uh, with the team? Unfortunately, I know specifically yesterday is when he moved into more kind of the full participation, the padded work. Unfortunately, we pretty much just get to see like the warm-ups and the offensive and defensive line are like way across the field on the other side. Um, now, I mean, he did lead the offensive lineman running out, um, did apparently great, did the full, did full work yesterday. But I mean, my concern is just, I mean, leading up to this point, I mean, he did practice on um, Sunday as well, but I mean, several practices there in a row. I mean, the guy couldn't get through a practice, yeah. you know, I mean, he's doing a couple of reps. He's standing on the side, looking at everybody else, coaching the other guy, spectating, or he's walking off with one of the athletic trainers. I mean, this thing has constantly flared up and caused him to miss significant time during practices. I mean, you know, he missed time um, in Oxnard as well, you know, starting out and they said, you know, precautionary measure, whatever. But I mean, even though he's he's practicing more now, and I think they may take the the road that a 50 Lyle Collins Ugh. is better than the alternative. So we're going to put him out there and see how he does. But when you're progressing from, you know, a practice scenario to, say, 65 snaps against Tampa's defense and that dominant front, I mean, that that's where my concern comes in is how how much can this guy handle you know, on, on that right side, you probably won't have Zach Martin. You know, that's where I'm seeing kind of the weakness in my my concern. Because you know, I mean, what Todd Bowles does, and he's going to target that right side all night long. So, you know. It's very eerily similar to last season where Tyron Smith was being kind of coddled along, missing practice. Hey, we just made precautionary. And then, yep. you know what, we'll play him. Then he didn't play it's game two. Then he came back in game three, and then he's out for the rest of yep. the year dealing mm-hmm. with similar situations. So this, yeah. this just really concerns me. And I know there's a lot of optimism in Cowboys nation, but I don't, I don't get how you can't be concerned that this may not flare up again because it is a stinger and those mm-hmm. things happen and it's happened to him in two consecutive weeks. So I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see what this team is, what this offense is when you have a healthy offensive line and you see what it's like when they don't. (laughs) And so I, you know, so I think having those consistent five guys healthy, that opens things up and i mean even bruce arians talked about it a little bit yesterday they they asked him you know kind of the balance between you know getting dak prescott back 
having a runner like Ezekiel Elliott. And he straight up said the balance is going to be when they have those five guys healthy yep. in that offensive line because he knows exactly what that wall looks like and what's that what that means for that team. Giving Dak enough time to throw the ball, opening up holes for Zeke. I mean, pretty much the majority of Zeke's runs and especially his big runs for you know twenty plus yards have come behind Zach, Zach Martin. Martin. Yeah. I mean, it's consistently that hole. It's so like a yard drop off when when Zach Martin's not in there. That's big. Right. <laughs> That's big. I mean, that that opens up so much of, of Kellen Moore's playbook. So it'll be interesting to see with him not there what what this team is able to do and kind of what what their game plan is going in going into Thursday against Tampa. Yeah, let's shift our focus there uh, for a quick second. And I'm actually going to ask not necessarily about the veterans, but about the rookies, because I think the rookies have a big task. Uh, they're going to be asked to to play a lot. Uh, you know, Michael Parsons, Ooh, yes, Quentin Bohanna, Odigizua. Um, I'm not sure if we'll see uh, Wright much, Nashawn Wright, maybe special teams, but maybe you'll get a Bradley Nye side. He's not a rookie, but it's his first year. Nonetheless, these young players are going to be asked to do a lot, and you've got a chance to speak to a lot of the young players. Um, who stuck out most to you in, in conversation um, in regards to the rookie guys, like Micah Osa and things like that? I would say, for me, probably the biggest – impression that I've had I would say Micah and I know that might be kind of the the famous like cliche answer but I really I mean I'm going to be honest I was a person that on draft night I wanted Rashawn Slater and I think the situation now shows why I wanted him (laughs) um depth on the offensive line but I have been in I think the maturity concerns were were a little bit of kind of the, the issue that I was seeing with him as well but seeing him now how diligently he has worked all of the things they are asking him to do I mean that is a challenging task for any young player I mean especially you look at what he did at Penn State I mean you pretty much didn't have any off the ball coverage on tape I mean pretty much everything he was doing was disrupting the line of scrimmage um, you know, bursting through gaps, you didn't really have a lot of, you didn't really get to see the coverage aspect of in in what he can do in one-on-one matchups with guys. But, you know, Dan Quinn, again, I think that just plays into how he utilizes players. But not only has he handled that remarkably well, and I mean, you see his instincts, you see the speed, you see just his his hunger to go out mm-hmm. and play every single practice but also just in in how he corresponds with media. And, I mean, I don't think he's – I think you can tell when a guy is just kind of going through the motions or, or telling you what he thinks you want to hear. But I think with him it really is genuine, and he really is – I mean, he's a guy that's living his dream. He's playing for his favorite team. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're, you're starting to see that, but also just how much he wants to be a leader. And I mean, this team, I mean, they are basically building the defense around him. Yeah. And you see that in all the roles they're having him do. And I mean, he's a rookie. Like, that is that is a lot of pressure. But, you know, I mean, he's he's having the one-on-one meetings with Quinn. He's he's working extremely hard. And you see that just in the, his reaction time and just playing fast. I mean, he's he's doing the mental work and he's doing the film study to be successful when this season starts. And I think even more so than that, Leighton was talking about it yesterday, but he said, you know, I think he said what's impressed him the most about Micah is, you know, a lot of times guys will 
will do the lip service of, oh, like, you know, wanting camaraderie, wanting to whatever. But he's like, I mean, this is a guy that he is actively seeking to to have, you know, hangout sessions, whatever it be with guys. But he said he's he's following up with you. He's not just saying, hey, let's go do something. Let's go to the shooting range. Like, he's actually reaching out and saying, when are we doing this? Yeah. You know, he's having the barbecue with the guys. I mean, he's he's doing his best to kind of create that that sense of camaraderie and building that bond with the defense and I think that's a huge thing that's also going to play into the the rebuilding of this defense this season yeah Mike has a, a magnetic personality and not just with the media but as we're seeing portrayed through yeah. uh hard knocks but with his teammates and I, I think obviously him not playing in 2020 not a lot of people got a chance to see that. And and then yeah. with COVID, you don't get a chance to, to go and interview these guys all the time, get the scouts to be around these guys. So you don't yeah. really get the chance to know these players. So all you have, right, is what you heard in the media, mm-hmm. which was the reports about what he did when he was younger. But what I tried to do on the show was say, I'm, I'm telling you guys, this is a good kid. He made some mistakes. He is. It's a, he he's is. a really good, genuine, fun, loving kid. Yes, he's a mean linebacker. But off the field, he's just a really good kid living his dream, like you stated. <laughs> and um, I think he has a, a, an ability to galvanize this franchise on the defense side of the ball in a similar way that Dak Prescott does on the offense side of the ball. Oh, yeah. And I'm hoping that these two can kind of come together like super friends and, and the Cowboys can uh, uh, be successful because of it. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, all the players rave about his, the juice he brings. And, I mean, yeah. somebody even compared – his mindset to Dan Quinn, you know, I mean, he's just, I mean, the guys love him and you're seeing that and you're seeing those, those relationships build, but you know, I mean, and I think too, with, with Micah, I mean, like a lot of the, you had a lot of those maturity concerns or things when he was younger, but it's like, this is a guy that seriously transitioned from defensive end to playing linebacker was the first sophomore to ever win the big 10 linebacker of the year. And not only that, the dude had a newborn child, a young, young child that he's caring for, and he had over a 3.0 GPA it's, at Penn State. That it, is insane. It, yeah. So I'm like, no, like this is this is not just some guy that's in, you know, isn't making the right critical decisions. I mean, this is a guy that, that harbors down and does the work. And I think a lot of times in football, you can see the difference between guys that – play football for what it can do for them mm-hmm. and the ones that play football because of how much they love the game. Ooh. And I think Micah is certainly one of the players that plays this game because of how much he loves it. It isn't what he gets out of it or what football does for him. It's because he simply loves this game. And you see that every single practice. And I think you're going to see that on Thursday. I, I tell a lot of people, imagine a guy that was a running back and defensive end and then he, only played two years of linebacker, but was the best linebacker in the nation, in my opinion, with just two years of experience. Imagine yeah. what three, then five, oh, yeah. then six years of experience. So he's only going to get better, Bree. He's only going to get better. Oh, yeah. He's only he's only scratching the surface. Indeed. All right, in closing, Bree, what will you be keeping your eyes on today during the media portion of practice and then maybe uh, during the press conference? I believe he's going to do a press conference after, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So what are you going to be keeping your eye on? So there actually will not be practice today. Oh. Um, there's just a press conference, and then um, there's players later virtually. 
Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see what Mike McCarthy says regarding Lyle Collins, how we looked yesterday in the full padded work, potentially what his availability will be on Thursday. Now, granted, probably won't give us too much in those responses. <laughs> Keeps everything um, close I know to they, this. They try to keep things tight and yeah. in-house, but um, that's certainly something that, that I will look for. But for Thursday, certainly looking at... I mean, this is Dak's first game back from the, you know, right ankle dislocation and fracture last season, and then his shoulder strain um, back in July. So seeing how, you know, what that release is like, what he's like, you know, reading the defense, going through, going through his reads, all of that, and just the offensive line, how they're able to handle it with likely without Zach Martin. And then what I'm excited for on the defensive side of the ball is certainly, I mean, this is our first kind of first glimpse at Dan Quinn's scheme, how he's going to incorporate guys. Cause let's be honest, they have been <laughs> rotating like crazy during yeah. practices during um, out at training camp. So at times it was kind of hard to, to gauge who would be starting where um, or what those rotations are exactly going to look like in nickel or base or whatever. Um, but Certainly looking at Osa, you know, with Gallimore's injury, how he's doing in the interior, how they're able to stop the run. We all saw the issues last year. And um, in this new this new linebacker core, you know, Keanu exciting. Neal, Micah, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it's an exciting linebacker group. That's probably the 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 one group I'm gonna pay most attention to um outside of the defensive tackles, because those are gonna play an important factor in the stopping run, but it's exciting to see that speed and that athleticism uh, at the linebacker position. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, Bray, I'm going to let you get going here. Listen, I appreciate you joining me here on the very first episode of The Real with Steel. Joined, like I said, by Brianna Dix of D210 Sports. Let them know where they can find you and your work, Bray. Yes. So I am on Twitter at Dix Brianna, um, Instagram, Brianna Dix, and my articles and videos are also on D210.tv. Indeed. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the real.